Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of Geek Vibes Interview. And today we will have on Kevin Eastman, the co-creator of the one and only Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now we're just waiting for him to call in. But you may know him not just from Ninja Turtles, but uh, as a editor and publisher of Heavy Metal Magazine. And also, he uh, has been recently doing, uh, he just did a variant cover for uh, Deadpool recently. So hopefully we get into that. Hello. Hello, this is Kevin? This is Kevin. Oh, hey. Welcome How to Geek Vibes Live. I'm good. No, you know what? Appreciate <laughs> you. Um, no, it's glad to be here. No, it's funny because uh, um, my wife, uh, Courtney, is, who scheduled the interview, um, uh, she's with our son at a soccer game today, and she had uh, oh, okay. um, said you got to be calling at 11. I got two calls from um, uh, New York, and both – I'm not sure you, where you're based. Where are you based out of? That one? Uh, New York, yeah. Yeah, so I got two calls from New York, and when I picked up and I, and I answered, it was just like uh, – I could hear myself talking back to me. It was I couldn't hear anybody uh, else. Other than so I, so I just thought I'd call you just to make sure I didn't. I didn't want to mess screw up your schedule or anything. So I wanted to call. So I figured I'd call, reach out, and say, uh, "Hey, I'm here." I didn't want to. Didn't oh want to yeah, man, the, we're glad to have you, man. Pleasure to be here. Um, so to kind of jump right into it, you have sure. a uh, 35 year and ongoing legacy with. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, and me myself uh, being a product of growing up watching the movies, seeing the uh, reading comics, cartoons, toys. Uh, dare I say it may have created my affinity for pizza. Um, how did it? Uh, <laughs> how did it come to be? Well, you know, it's. Um, uh, I always say that. Any great idea, especially in our day and age, is, is by uh, giant amounts of inspiration from the people that came before us. And, and in the case of Peter and myself, we were, um, you know, huge fans of comic books, uh, of course. So we were huge fans of Jack Kirby in particular. <clears throat> and so that was really the kickoff to the dream in that, you know, Peter and I both wanted to become like our hero, Jack Kirby, and write and draw comic books for a living. And, and so we teamed up, we formed a studio, and and, uh, you know, submitted lots of samples to lots of different uh, publishing opportunities to get our, our names out there and try to get some work. We got lots of rejection letters, but that was, you know, part of pounding the pavement and following your dreams is you, you know, you, you get kicked down a few times. You just keep trying, especially if you really love it and you want it. And um, it was throughout this time, this process that Peter and I decided that, um, you know, uh, we should get into some more self-publishing opportunities like heroes, other heroes of ours, new heroes, guys like Dave Sim, who created, um, you know, uh, Cerebus the Aardvark and uh, Wendy and Richard Peeney, who had created Elfquest, and there was so many other self-publishing things going on. So we, we, we sort of took that path and that 
late one night I had this idea of, um, uh, you know, a character that if Bruce Lee was an animal, you know, what would be the stupidest animal? <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, fast-moving martial artist, slow-moving turtle, um, just was a natural joke that made both Peter and I laugh. And so we just said, um, this is, this is really something neat, something special. We liked it. Let's, let's, um, create a story that tells how these, um, these characters got to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And that's when we started on, uh, um, issue number one. Um, this was back in 1983. So that's where, uh, that's where the, the first spark started. And that's where uh, everything evolved from that point. How old, uh, how old, I know you and Peter are, uh, what, about close to 10 years apart? Uh, just under that. Yeah. We're both uh, eight years apart. Eight years apart. Peter's uh, um, eight years older than I am, but uh, I was probably 21 when we started work on the Turtles and probably came out around the age of 22, I'm guessing. Just, uh, um, But yeah, I was, I was still a kid and he wasn't much, you know, he was eight years older, so... <laughs> So, so how does that uh, when once you start to garner success, especially at a a young age in a time where you know everything is like starting to move a lot quicker, uh, how does the success of you having to kind of turn into almost like a, a businessman yourself without necessarily maybe having you know the wherewithal to know how to navigate your way through all that? How does that uh, how did that affect you? Well, it was it was definitely something that you know we were um, you know aware of a you know a couple of basic um, things certainly in the creation of, of characters and ownership and things like that. We were aware, say for example, that we knew that uh, um, around this time in comic books there was a real movement towards creator ownership and creator control and and to be able to profit from the success of your characters and your creations as opposed to the old way of doing business back in the days where at Marvel, if you worked there, or DC, if you worked at there, worked there, anything you created um, was then owned by the company. Um, mm -hmm. And so when we started, um, you know, um, publishing and it started selling and it started selling more and we were um, um, uh, seeing that this could be something more than just an overnight, you know, just a one issue um, event, that we, you know, filed copyrights and trademarks, um, and we felt that if there was going to be anything done with our creations, that we'd want to have um, have say in that of what it looked like and what was done with it, and whatever. And that's something we stuck to, you know, pretty much throughout the all the early years. Because if you think about it, the timeline of when we published self-published the first issue in 1984 to the turtles actually being on the air as a cartoon show was a very short right. four year period of time by 1988. Um, you know, they were, uh, uh, running on, uh, um, on, on network as a, as a cartoon show. So yeah, things changed. Um, but we, we try to keep a level head. We asked a lot of questions, um, of say lawyers and, and how to protect ourselves and keep our rights, um, where they needed to be and things. So it was just, a uh, a little street smart and a lot of luck, I think. So uh, I, I'm going to – so it's safe to assume that uh, comics, uh, being an artist and having your own comic has been a dream since you were a child. So what was it like to not only have the comic be a hit and – but then also to – if it, it come to a, car, a cartoon – 
and then toys and a live action movie. Well, that was the kind of one of those things where you, as it grows and um, moves forward and succeeds, it's it's sort of like it's not so much as um, you're in control of it versus you need to how to you know you're in, you know it's less like almost that you're in control of the direction as opposed to you need to control what's happening in front of you right now. So it's sort of a natural progression of, you know, if you, you know, with the comic being a success, we had a lot of interest from, you know, we were approached several times by different agents and things that thought, you know, Hey, I I think this could be more than just a comic book, but we took our time and we talked to each of them and kind of like an interview process. And we finally chose one that we felt understood what we, wanted um the control that we wanted the issues that we needed to make sure that we were you know in protection of our characters and that's the one we went to and that came out and as a pleasant surprise to us all the, the initial toys were a success when they were uh, when they went on sale and the cartoon show was a success when it was first broadcasted and you know as that grew in popularity um uh the you know more toys came and then the idea of doing a um a live action movie evolved out of the success of the thing. And that was a, you know, to be honest, it was very scary at the time because we felt like we had a successful comic. We've had some successful toys being sold and we had a fan base and we had cartoons. If we did a live action movie and it didn't work, um, we felt, you know, um, you know, if we couldn't make the characters believable on screen then we felt that we would betray ourselves and our fans. So, um, so we proceeded with caution and also were blessed with, uh, uh, working with Jim Henson and uh, director Steve Barron and things. So it was, um, you know, it was quite a, it's quite a bit of luck involved in, you know, being in the right <laughs> place at the right time and, and having the right people to work with. Cause that was pretty, uh, pretty astonishing to work with those guys. And they really deserve all the credit for bringing in our characters to life in such a, a, a fantastic way. So uh, I know the we were we were talking about this the other day on a, another podcast, and I mentioned uh, we were doing kind of comic book movies, and it was our top, I think top five, and uh, the first Ninja Turtles movie is in my top five, and it thank you. It's one of those uh, movies that I feel like if you released it today, and no one it wasn't out then, it released today. I feel like it would be a success, if not even more successful, because of the look and the content. And there's a certain lack in movies nowadays with, like, how real and gritty that movie felt uh, compared to some of the things now that look a little too polished to where it kind of takes away some personality. Um, But if I'm not mistaken, you had a role in one of the movies, right? Yeah, it was funny. Just the big joke was, um, you know, back in the day, um, you know, I had a very small cameo in the um, in the first Turtle movie, but it was it was okay. funny that it was uh, the way it was edited and the way it was done was um, uh, it ended up being incredibly small, and to the point where I was just kind of a shadow in the background that you couldn't tell it was <laughs> me from anybody else, which was kind of funny because I. I told everybody that I was in it, which was really hilarious. And then um, I did have a, a small part in uh, one of the newer movies, a 2016 movie. I was a pizza delivery guy, but that was like, you know, five seconds on screen. And again, no complaints, but it was just uh, one of those things that just it, it is what it is. But that was, um, you know, it's just, um, you know, I think it's, uh, 
just amazing that, you know, that um, we got to have those movies and we got to have, um, you know, the opportunity to do something that was um, different and unique and, and special and, and, you know, resonates. And I appreciate it being on one of your top lists because out of, you know, certainly from me, my perspective, the turtle movies, that first turtle movie to me was the best one. I thought that really represented and, and was really a um, beautifully done version of the um, uh, representation of our characters. Yeah, I, I feel like that uh, the good. I feel the good thing for for you is that you get to see people appreciate your art, your your art while you're still present. I know, like many artists, whether it's you know, uh, traditional art in a, a gallery or maybe film that some people don't get to see the their impact uh, while they're still alive. Um, yeah. And, it's, and, you know, it's I feel like it's a <laughs> – it's kind of crazy how, like, quickly – I mean, I know it's the relative, but with you really not being that old that it's – it's so big still. Like it's crazy. You know, some things die out, but it seems like the Ninja Turtles are one of the things that I've witnessed that has consistently been a big thing in every generation of kid after me. They still love them, um, and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just an amazing thing to see. Yeah, no, uh, you know, and that's why I, I kind of blame you guys for that, and I thank you guys for that. <laughs> um, no, because sincerely, it is it is a very fascinating thing in that you think, like, um, you know, kids today are very much like, um, you know, me or you when we were younger. I mean, you couldn't, you, you couldn't tell us what was cool. We decided what was cool. We decided what we wanted to watch and what we thought was cool and, and that kind of thing. So the fact that, you know, the um, – it worked the first time that we found fans like yourself that found uh, something enjoyable, enjoyable about the characters and the creation and, and, and continued to stick with um, whatever cool thing you found in, in the creation of there. And then, you know, you fast forward to, you know, today and, um, you know, with the relaunch of the turtles, especially around 2011, 2012, with the relaunch that it was, we, we, it clicked again somehow with a, with a, a whole new audience of kids and that's like holy smokes um it's quite quite an honor it's quite humbling and, and um amazing that you know after 35 years we're still um out there finding a new audience and, and still you know maintaining the the you know the original fans like yourself right it's crazy um is so i know the, the one of the big keys to writing is to write what you know so with that said, is are there any um, personality traits of yourself or friends or family that you pulled to add to the characters of the turtles? Most definitely, I think that you know that comes from it's it's definitely a little bit of everything from everywhere, um, and you know not only the friends and family and 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 uh, the guy you know the people we hang out with and we know as well as you know. Um, other uh, characters we read in fiction or nonfiction or even, um, you know, seeing movies and TV um, because like, you know, um, like Donatello, for example, I always thought he's kind of a, um, he's like a little, you know, 
Mr. Spock meets Peter Laird. <laughs> uh, Peter was our, um, I always thought, you know, when I wrote Donatello, when I would write Donatello, I would always think of Peter because he was kind of our, our techno guy. He was the first guy that was into computers that I knew of and video cameras and technology and everything was all, you know, um, inspired by that. So I'd say, you know, Peter Laird meets a bit of Mr. Spock meets a bit of, you know, you know, some Albert Einstein, some great inventor um, character to a guy like a character like Michelangelo, who was kind of like um, based on a friend of mine I went to high school with who actually became an artist over at Mirage Studios, a guy named Steve Levine. He was like, he was like the funniest guy in our high school. Um, So it was sort of like a little bit of Steve Levine meets um, Robin Williams, you know? Um, So yeah, I mean, even, Casey Jones, one of my favorite human characters in the Turtles universe, was um, based a lot on uh, uh, Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China because I always thought he okay. was kind of a uh, loved that character. So yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a little bit of here, there, and everywhere. Um, but that's the fun stuff, you know. You really get to put little, you know, influences and people you admire or characters that you think are interesting into your into your creations. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what. Uh, makes it uh, uh, relatable for a lot of people because when you look at your your family or your friend group, you know whether uh, you know with the co- cohesiveness, everybody is a, a little different. And I have that the same kind of dynamic in my friend group. We have one who's more of a you know uh, musician and one that's a you know videographer type, and then I'm the writer. And then so yeah, it's a lot of the same things that, that and, and I feel like something like that as a kid growing up watching that you see that you know you can be different from your friends and, and still be friends I, I feel like there's a uh, you know, and it happens with teenagers too you feel like you have to hang out with a group of people who are exactly like you and you know the turtles kind of represent like it's not it doesn't have to be the case there's something whether you're brothers or whether you just have a similar interest there's, there's things that are smaller that can bring you together to to be a cohesive group oh it's true it is and it's and i love that it's um you know it's it's kind of like you know if we you know when i was growing up it was like um you know i loved uh you know the x-men and and uh, the fantastic four and um right uh you know um these kind of groups where um you know the avengers where it was like individually individual as as their own they they have their own strengths and weaknesses but as a group together where they really combine all their differences and all their strengths into to something they become even even greater and i always thought that that was a real cool right. angle to follow so it's it's the same like you said it's very clearly it's the same with your with your group of friends it actually makes it more interesting i mean everybody's got to have a an opinion and that's <laughs> yeah. what makes us you know individuals and, and that's that's, right. That's what's that's what's cool. I I dig that totally. Um, so eventually you uh ended up being the editor and publisher for Heavy Metal uh magazine. Was that kind of a like a natural progression to be to like more edgier, uh more adult type of content? Well it was it was twofold really because it was it's funny because um you know i grew up reading comic books and around the time i started growing out of comic books especially you know american comics because they were kind of regulated by the comics code authority which kept them you know for say 12 year old readers and younger 
you know, you really couldn't, they were very restrictive as far as um, what they would allow published and whatnot. So um, I discovered heavy metal accidentally. And, and when I found it, I, I was like, had this whole new world opened to me in that it was comic books written for an older audience um, that it said to me very loudly, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, you know, comics, um, there's comics out there for any age group past, you know, and you can tell stories that were past, present and future from highly um, intelligently written science fiction to, you know, historical pieces to, you know, just incredible twisted works of fiction or horror. And so um, when the Turtles um, success allowed me a little bit of extra cash to invest in something, I discovered heavy metal was for sale in the late, uh, uh, in the very, actually very, very early nineties. And I negotiated and then purchased and took over running the magazine and just try to continue to, um, publish the same kinds of material that inspired me when I was younger, when I was in high school in the, in the, um, mid to late seventies, um, you know, science fiction and comic books for, for an older audience. And, and that's, um, what it still publishes today. So it's still probably the, the best job that never feels like a job I've ever had is that it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> get to work with some incredible artists and all of, from all over the world. And it's just a, it's a real joy to put together. Yeah. I think the, the, my first, um, I guess, taste of it was, um, heavy metal 2000, the, the animated movie. And I think, I want to say I was in my grandpa's house and flipping channels, caught it randomly but it caught my attention enough to where I, you know, I, I watched the whole thing, and then I look up, I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, it's actually, this is a thing. It's not just a, a movie, just a one-off movie. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's really interesting, and it's uh, it's 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 one of those things I think when you when you look at it, uh, it definitely does this kind of relate to okay, this is because I think at the time when I saw it, I was probably in seventh or eighth grade and I could tell that this was a, a natural kind of progression in, in the comics, uh, that eventually you do want to see something that's, you know, a little more, uh, contemporary, a little more, uh, maybe, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> a little more, <laughs> has more, a little more grittiness, a little more layers to it. Yeah, totally. No, it's sort of like it's hitting your your age group or your level of your interest in readership, you know, yeah. from, for, for that, for sure. I totally get it. It's like, you know, because I was, you know, when I saw the first heavy metal movie back in the 80s versus, um, you know, uh, um, leading that into, you know, Japanese anime like, uh, you know, back in the day, like Akira and things like that was just, yeah. um, you know, when you start reading like, you know, it's, it's, um Hit your age group, your intelligent level, or your your. Um, so it was. Um, um, yeah, it's it's cool, and I'm glad that you know heavy metal still is one of the few. You know, although I think American comics have grown up so much, and they're publishing such a diverse and wide, um, you know, level of readership, and and for a, a, a wide group of different and varied audiences that, uh, um, you know, I still think heavy metal brings together. Um, a different level of that with uh, so many foreign and, and, and European artists and things like that. So, right. yeah. Um, so I, uh, with me being, and you know, an older fan, 
I've noticed a um, a change in the animation a couple of different times in the animated series of the, the the turtles. Do you ever have any input on you know what they are eventually going to look like on screen? Back in the original versions we did, because Peter and I were in full control back in those days, right. um, the, the early series and. And some all the way up and through. I mean, I sold my interest in probably the late '90s, and then Peter did the uh, the really wonderful um, Heavy Metal 2000 series, I call it, which is an older, edgier version of the Turtles. Um, right. And then we both kind of worked on the 2007 movie, um, but then when it went into the 2012 series, um, I did a bunch of consulting for Nickelodeon for what they wanted to do with that. But um, it was really up to them as an individual, the company, to do what they wanted to do with it. But they did involve, you know, they asked they asked me my two cents, but they didn't have to listen to me and they could do what they want. But I thought they did a fantastic job with that uh, material for sure. Yep. How do you how do you feel about the the rebooted movies? Uh, I know there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of uprising, backlash, whatever you want to call it, from from my generation uh, with them looking uh, completely different from what we were uh, used to. I feel like the personalities were, you know, similar, but the look was a lot different. Yeah, it was. that was one of the things that, um, uh, you know, when they asked me to consult and they asked me what I thought of um, um those versions, I said that, you know, I, I felt that they had gone too far adrift of, um, you know, what the fans um, fell in love with and liked about the Turtles, um, and, and they still felt that they were going for an audience. They felt that um, they want to really hit a, a much older audience. Um, and I said, well, you know, <laughs> um, okay, but that's not... Um, I disagree, <laughs> but, you know, you guys own it and you control it, so... It's really up to right. you to um, uh, decide. Um, and so, yeah, there was there was some, you know, it was it was. Um, I felt they were too big and too bulletproof and too powerful. And I think it they took away right. the, the, the magic of the characters. But you know, that's uh, um, there's been you know different versions of the turtles throughout the years, and some I've liked more than others. But um, you know, I'm always curious to see what they're going to do next. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see. I guess what the next version will be like. Yeah, what was so I know um it's uh the turtles are you you're you and what is it is it Tom that you uh, work with now? Oh Tom from IDW. Um Yeah Yeah, Tom Waltz yeah, Tom Waltz is the head writer of the series and 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 just uh you know, I'm all I can say is I'm uh hands down his biggest fan um, because I just absolutely adore the series and what he's done with it and uh, what he continued, you know, I mean, he just finished, um, you know, issue 100. Um, and, uh, oh, wow. but man, yeah, it's just a huge, huge fan of it. And, uh, you know, looking forward to doing many other, um, you know, cool projects with Tom turtle based and otherwise. Um, do you think that there's a possibility of them like rebooting a franchise based off your new storylines? Because I know what I've liked about um, your uh, illustrations is that they have this kind of grittiness that kind of, when you look at it, it makes it feel like dangerous for the lack of a better term. I don't know how to articulate uh, perfectly, but 
um, it, it just kind of it kind of gives you like a Western um, kung fu vibe mixed together. Uh, so, do you think that there's ever a possibility of maybe a animated series or movie series where you and Tom have more of the control over what's put out? That would be incredible. We've we've actually we've had a few discussions, and it doesn't mean you know because it's really ultimately you know Paramount and Viacom and even Nickelodeon who control the rights and can do what they want to do with it as a series. Um, but they do see the merit in doing something that is geared towards an older audience. For example, the uh, um, Turtles. Uh, Turtles versus Batman, uh, Batman versus the Turtle, it's Turtles versus Batman, the animated cartoon that came out earlier this year, yeah. it was definitely intended to be for an older audience. Um, so I think that really showed them, you know, along with, um, you know, uh, when they did the uh, uh, Batman animated series that was based on say, the Frank Miller graphic novels, you know, Dark Knight Returns and right. Batman right. Year One or Red Red Hood or even The Killing Joke that I think that they reinforced even, you know, the character like Batman that definitely is, you know, um, got an older audience base that the Turtles could can, can go there as well. Um, so I do think that, and we have said that we'd love to see the, you know, the IDW comic series that Tom and I work on is intended for an older audience, and I think they they really do see the value of doing something that is um, for the older audience. Because most of the original Turtle fans are now, you know, say you know late twenties, early thirties, mm-hmm. um, and they may still have a um, fond memories and affiliation with the Turtles. The youngest version, you know, the the versions of the, the, of the Turtles that are for the younger audiences, but the um, but they're older and they appreciate, you know, more intelligent and maybe heavier, intense, more intense storylines. And so yeah. I think the opportunity to do something um, like that is, is there. It's just a matter of, uh, um, you know, convincing them to go all the way and, and write a check to do it. Cause I'd love to do it. <laughs> yeah. I feel, I feel <laughs> like hopefully that they'll, hopefully they'll look at the numbers that, uh, you know, something like Joker did with having a darker, uh, connotation to it that they'll realize like oh they want the gritty you know so hopefully that'll happen because you know the the universe of the of the turtles is you know arguably just as big as you know some of the marvel universes and dc and the great thing about it is that you built it around a small a smaller collection of characters so they have more uh, to say they have more depth than say spreading it out over, you know, a thousand characters. Totally no, and I think that you know you're so right. I mean, I love that. Um, you know, I remember um, we all remember when, um, you know, Deadpool came out. <clears throat> that was the first mm-hmm. real R-rated superhero-based movie, which was completely appropriate, obviously, for that character and the fans of that character. <laughs> that's what they wanted. <laughs> that's what they wanted to see. And they showed that the box office would support that. There was, I think, uh, until the Joker. I mean, the uh, Deadpool, I think, was the highest-rated R-rated superhero movie yeah. that had ever ever been out there. And then Joker has since surpassed that. You know, I think it's over a billion dollars worldwide. Yeah. And so, so you can you can definitely see that there is 
interesting. Even I guess they did. Uh, I guess Logan also was done uh, under yeah, an R rating, yeah. which was also hugely successful too. So I think you're right. I think they 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 finally start to see that 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 audience does exist. They will go out and they will spend the money to see it, and they'll they'll make it happen. So it does open the doors for those opportunities, which is great because uh, you know that's. I love going to the movies, and you know, there's. Um, I love going and seeing movies with our 13 year old son, but it's like some of them, you know, he he wants he's more interested in the older audience stuff now too, and we are too. So it's sort of like, yeah, it's time to right. sort of keep it with it. So what is uh what is your immediate future hold? I know uh, recently, I think it was on your Instagram, you did a variant cover for Deadpool one, and it looked amazing um so and i think i think and i think i saw a couple like you've done a couple of different variant covers for different uh comics um what is the yeah so what is your immediate future hold well that's what's um so exciting right now for me as an artist is that you know besides um all the fun i get to have and still get to have with the turtles on a regular basis is that you know i've done a you know as uh, i get to do a spider-man cover earlier this year and a Conan cover, um, which I've been talking to other guys about maybe doing a Conan short story. Um, the Deadpool cover, I did a Wolverine cover. Um, you know, I'm getting to draw some of the characters that, you know, outside the Turtle universe, which is always fun because, you know, it comes down to the same thing in that, you know, it's all about drawing. And as long as I'm drawing, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> um, but to draw right. some, some of these characters, um, say, you know, like Wolverine, I've been reading for, you know, 30 years um, kind of stuff. And that's just a, a real treat as a fanboy, you know, especially, you know, even, you know, go, taking that over to the uh, Turtles uh, Batman crossovers, um, you know, right. I've done, we've done th- three series of those and being able to draw, you know, say Turtles and Batman on the same cover uh, was just a, the, the greatest thrill ever, you know, because that was, you know, a character I grew up when I was a kid, I was reading when I was a growing up as a kid <laughs> and then sort of my creation formed with one of the creator creations that inspired me. It was just like, Holy smokes. This is, right. <laughs> this is, this is weird. This is crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. What a um, man, what a so yeah, hopefully so, so to answer your question, I guess like, hopefully more of those will come down the pike. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I know I remember, uh, I remember seeing, you know, a lot of the crossovers, you know, growing up, uh, whether it was like, uh, like the TV shows, I think there was, there was Turtles and Power Rangers. And then, I, you know, there was the DC crossovers. Do you have a favorite crossover that you saw? The, well, I guess, you know, only because just, just you know, and I say, I guess the only because it was the most recent one was um, just the Turtles, uh, uh, Turtles versus Batman, which was just a real yeah. hoot because it was, uh, um, you know, because it was funny because it was one of those things that we worked on the comic book and the comic Turtles versus, you know, Turtle Batman crossovers partially inspired it. And so that was already so much fun to do. And then, you know, with an animated movie, it took two years to produce it. So it was like, you know, we spent two years, you know, working on it and being aware of it, and until we could finally actually get it out there. Um, so, um, but uh, um, so I guess that you know, for right now, that's that was fun. But um, you know, there's all you know, um, there's always a lot of enjoyment to see your characters interact with a another character that you're 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 a fan of. 
Yeah, and I definitely think the the aesthetic kind of fits. They both have the the kind of the dark gritty feel um, that kind of matches perfectly together. Totally. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't ask the question that I'm sure a lot of people want me to ask. Uh, so, what was the inspiration for the names of the turtles? Uh, the names of the turtles really came from um, me being a, a, a fan, especially during my high school years of um, the the Renaissance period, in particular the Renaissance artists. Um, you know, Leonardo da Vinci was a uh, um, an artist that I was a huge fan of um, because he was not just a a, a fantastic. Uh, painter and sculptor and inventor and uh um he did so many different things i mean that's the name i guess renaissance artist um that um when we uh were brainstorming peter and i were brainstorming the origin and the creation of the the first issue um that was one of the big stumbling blocks well what do we name them and um you know you think you know well traditional asian asian names seemed most appropriate because, uh, right. you know, the, the, the Asian history and, and right. an important part of this story, but it just seemed, didn't seem, it was, it was, it was like, it was silly enough. Um, so we drifted to, you know, I don't know, traditional American names like Doug, Bob, Steve, and we would still like, <laughs> you know, still, still, you know, still not silly enough. And I just blurted out, well, how about, you know, name them after some of our favorite Renaissance artists. And that was really something that we both found very funny and silly and, 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 um, it just, that was the barometer. It was like, well, this is fun and this is silly and this sort of fits these. And so that's where, you know, that's really where it came from hands down. Yeah. I, I feel like that's possibly what makes the, the franchise such a big thing is that it seems like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, even though we know, of course, that you're serious about what you're doing, but the fact that you have these martial artist turtles in uh, an American city with the Renaissance name, it's like, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. No, that was really, it's just a, it was like the perf- the, the trifecta of silliness <laughs> that really made that um, all sort of accidentally come together into that one idea was, uh, you know, and I think that's maybe why it came from, you know, people might have resonated it might have resonated with them or they might have been drawn to it, it was just that it was um very sincere silliness i guess you know that we we really were having a good time yeah. doing it and i think maybe that came across in the in the final project so do you have a favorite you know it's hard to pick um sincerely i mean I, that's probably one of the the most asked questions and i always find it difficult to answer because i feel like um <laughs> it it would be like choosing your favorite child, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, you're kind of like, well, you know, I, kinda, I like all my kids. And so, uh, so yeah, so it's, you know, I guess um, if I had to pick one, I might lean towards Michelangelo because he was the first, right. the first turtle ever drawn, um, you know, that he was kind of the firstborn, but at the same time, I, I do, I, I love them all. Uh, well, man, I, it was great talking to you. I uh, I really appreciate no, my, your time. No, my pleasure talking to you on a Sunday and 
and uh, appreciate you taking out the time and and uh, <clears throat> great to reach out through your fans and share a few funny stories and some memories. It's always a, it's always fun. Um, I enjoy it as well. Um, yeah. And uh, if people don't already know, where can they follow you on social media? Basically, I direct everybody to the um, uh, Kevin Eastman Studios um, fan club site. It's just, you know, KevinEastmanStudios.com because it's um, the best place to pick up and track anything we Instagram or tweet or, um, you know, we've got a fan Facebook site you can link to. But on the EastmanStudios.com website, we have all kinds of history and factoids and where I'm going to be for the next convention or signing or event or interviews. And we also offer a lot of, uh, you know, there are some fans that are looking for different, you know, turtle products or things that the, they might not be able to find in their local store. You know, we've got different, you know, variants and prints and things that you can, you can find, uh, or just come and browse. There's tons and tons of free stuff of just you know, looking at old, uh, comics and memories and layouts and things. So it's not, you know, it's not a, a pay site. We have a fan section, which, you know, can take you deeper into the site, which is a, a small fee per per year, but the rest is all, it's all free. Lots of fun stuff to see and do and learn. So yeah, I'd say go there and that's where you find all things. <laughs> well, man, I, we were, like I said, again, uh, I appreciate it, man. Love the work. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, same with Tom. Tell him we say thanks for what you're doing. Um, I will. And hopefully, on. and hopefully we uh, cross paths again sometime, man. I look forward to talking to you again one day. And, uh, again, bye to all your fans. Thanks for taking your time out, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right, man. See you. All right. All right, Don. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.